This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shot Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Harway Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's the latest episode of Three and Out with Tony Salazar. Well, Coach, this is the week you want to get to, Wall Week, and I think of all the program goals, this one is pretty special. Yes, it's Lake Travis. Yes, all of the noise is out there beyond the field house. Yes, there is a lot of attention in this game statewide, but you look at a rematch with Lake Travis and with all the noise out there and with everything surrounding it, I'm interested to know how the guys are responding to the week of work leading up to Saturday. All credit to Lake Travis to, to be in this spot and region four final. And I've been telling our kids, obviously, for the last couple of weeks is everybody's good at this point. We're representing, you know, a big, vast area of high school, 6A high school from Austin, Texas, all the way down to the Rio Grande. Uh, and there's a lot of good programs in between. And obviously, uh, they're the ones that stand in front of us. And obviously, we've had a great week of work. And regardless if it was them or if it was, you know, Katie Tigers or, or, or the North Shore Mustangs, uh, I think it's in our program and our DNA now to understand that it's about prepping for the next team. And, and there's no doubt they're the next team. We try not to make it more than that, obviously. I think we've made that mistake in this program before. We're to that point where we're respecting every opponent. And we're understanding that this is a big week in our program. You mentioned it in your, in your introduction. It's, it's wall week in our place and uh, we have a bunch of guys that play a lot of football for this place and they have nothing to show for it right now we're trying to get our pitchers up on this wall to kind of immortalize them in the hallways of, of this great field house to be one of the best teams that have come through here along with the rest of them that are hanging up there and we win this game obviously we get that opportunity you, know, you, you look in that wall and what we're talking about, folks, for those that don't know or haven't been in the field house, you got some pretty impressive people on that wall. The wall week signifies is you're the final four, the four teams left in the state of Texas as a region four champion in the last six consecutive seasons. Obviously, getting a win on Saturday would make it seven years in a row. And I think when you when you have that kind of hardware that's up on the wall, this is what we used to talk about when we were talking about perception and, and really validating what the coaches say and what the players ultimately say and believe. And what we hear nonstop is, wall week is the third goal district championship, practice on Thanksgiving, get on the wall. None of that has to do with winning state. None of it has to do with going to the state final. It is always step by step by step, practice by practice by practice. And over the course of a decade now, Coach, we're starting to hear it not so much trickle down, but run up from the players up to the coaching staff. And I think that's a sign of where you are. Right. Hats off to our coaches and and obviously our players that – you know, have listened and, and they've took sage advice. And obviously our coaches have built that relationship with our players that they trust us. And uh, they know that we empower them to go out and make these big plays and to have these great weeks of preparation so that uh, we can win 13 games in a row. So we can win 14 games in a row. So we can be playing hopefully in 16 ball games every season. And, and our senior class has done an outstanding job. I've got five senior captains that uh, each one of them are, are so integral into uh, our success this year. And I could spend 20 minutes talking about every single, each one of those guys. And, and then we have those guys that are, you know, Know, not team captains, but they hold the same significance in our field house. And they may not be all-state quarterbacks, or they may not be a first-team all-district player, but to our teammates and to each other, they are first-team all-district. They are all-state players. And because uh, they understand their role in our program, they understand the importance of, of this week, they understand the importance of every week in the playoffs. And um, I have to obviously just say thank you to those kids and those coaches for, for believing in the message 
continuing to show up to work every single day and to not get tired of this process. And I mentioned it before, but so many great football teams uh, never make it this far because they get tired of the grind. They take a week off. They, they take the foot off the pedal. They cut a corner here or there, you know, along the way and, and ultimately kind of ends up biting them in, in the tail. And so our guys are, are determined to not let that happen, Turn to continue to prepare like we always have. I want to take you back to the Alamo Dome, a place where you've been pretty successful as, a, as an organization. The moment that the game got out of hand, it was out of hand very, very quickly. And you could see the preparation really take over, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The cup, first couple of plays, we kind of knew that they were going to keep things short and sweet and try to get some momentum that happened and then interception interception and then a recovery on a kickoff and you know Bo Massengale Justice Johnson these are guys that get a chance to play when their number is called they get reps in games we've seen them before but it just shows you how special special teams can be to put away a game with six seven minutes left in the first quarter you've talked about guys like you know, our shop of the week, Whit Greer. You've talked about guys, you know, Barrett Garrison, the importance of being able to replicate what you're going to see in practice to be able to perform. An opportunity is there to make a play. The start of that game was phenomenal. Um, and just like you said, we attribute that to the great week of practice we had. Uh, we love practicing on Thanksgiving around here. You know, you've mentioned it and we've mentioned it and everybody that's part of Westlake football knows that we all expect and hope uh, and we're grinding to try to make sure we get to experience that week together. We get to kind of put the school books aside. We get to focus on straight football, you know, for, for seven days. And we get those kids' attention. We get to have some fun with it. Uh, we get to sleep in a little bit. Uh, you know, regular season, even back to this week when school's in, we're practicing at 5.30 in the morning. They're sitting in a, in a classroom, you know, meeting about special teams or defense or offense. And then we're in the practice room from 6 to 8 o'clock. So, and obviously, we've been doing it for 14 weeks now on a regular season schedule. That's what I talk about. Our kids embrace the grind, and, and they're not worried. They're not scared of it. They're not tired of it. They understand what, what what's at stake. And, and uh, I'm so happy and thrilled that our guys understand our success on Fridays determined Monday through Friday in our preparation for a Saturday game. And our guys took that to heart last week. And that's why you saw a fast start and a couple big plays. And then, obviously, our offense continues to have good first-half starts. There's two games in a row of just, like, we scored the first, what, five or six times last week and the first five or six times the week before. And and you see it all kind of starting to come together. And now, obviously, as we come down the stretch run here, it's going to be, can we put that product out there for four quarters? The mood, I think, is also something coming into this week. This is what our team should look like. This is what championship football looks like going into week 14. For us, Coach, when, you, when you're on the outside looking in and you, and you see the reaction of all the players on the sidelines, their guys get an opportunity to go in and play. Some JV call-ups getting an opportunity to go in and play. Their first varsity plays. In that moment, you see guys make plays. Guys that are nowhere near the two deep probably would never get on the field moving forward, but they have that moment. And, and none of it more personified than an interception that should have been a pick six. But, but in the end, you, you have guys like Colin Eggy, guys that, that really understand what their role is on the team, whether they're seniors, whether they're JV call-ups, they get it. And it's always fun to see what the vibe is around the team because you see the starters, the guys that are, that are in it all the time, right there on the sidelines getting hyped for their guys. A lot of the fun part of this game and, and why we enjoy coaching is to see, you know, guys uh, have success and have opportunities. And you're right. We wish we could play them all every single week, but we can't. And obviously, we're trying to put our best product on the field and we're trying to obviously be successful. And, and sometimes there's 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 a 
there's a cutoff point, you know, where those guys that might be prepared enough to get out there. Um, but when we got the situation to take care of an opponent like we did last week, then we have an opportunity to put some of the kids in, in there into play. And like I said, we had some seniors. It was the first time to play in that big grand stadium, the Alamo Dome. We had some some freshmen and some sophomores that, uh, you know, that was definitely the biggest, biggest football game they've been in, the biggest stadium. And so uh, at some point in time, they got to not be rookies anymore. So the next time when it is their turn, hopefully, as their years advance for these younger players in our program that we can lean back on this experience at, at an early age to hopefully drive us to have two and three year successful runs on our varsity football team. And the fun part about that is it's got to ignite their confidence in practice this next week as they go back into their attack team roles. I mean, I have to think a guy like Eli Clark, if you were using him for Cole Pryor, you're definitely using him for Nico Hamilton. He touched the ball one time, goes 30 yards. Guys like him have confidence coming into this week of work, and that has to help. There's no doubt. That's the benefits of playing, you know, 15, 16 weeks every single year is continue to practice, you know, a big core nucleus of our sub-varsity guys that we brought up that are going to be the next guys in that varsity locker room. You know, a lot of them may not get to play a lot, like we've mentioned, but they get to experience the preparation. They get to experience the game day environment, itinerary, and how we, how our, our day lines out and what comes after each different scenario on a game day. And, and then obviously see the older guys in front of them and the way they prepare. That's invaluable. When you have, you know, senior safeties and senior linebackers, senior D linemen that want to watch film and you got senior quarterbacks that are spending time with our offensive coordinator and you got an offensive line here that eats lunch in the field house every single day because they enjoy the camaraderie and they got football in the background and they're doing two and one. And it's, that's the culture here at Westlake. That's who we are. The kids want to be here. The coaches want to be here. We understand it's tough and hard work. And we also understand that that's the only way to get the results we want. As you prepare for Lake Travis and as we gear up for Saturday at 2 o'clock at the field in Pflugerville, everything's exactly the same. The offensive line and the defensive line, they are exactly the same. And I think when we start with Lake Travis, it's about where they were versus where they are. Where they were was third in district. Where they are is in the region final. And I think the team that Westlake played in September, we know that that team is long gone. What did you see differently from from Lake Travis's offense that have allowed them to be so successful to get to this point? The, the obviously elephant in the room move was moving Chaston Detta number two to quarterback and moving Caden Leon to receiver. And I think uh, what they really got out of this, this move is they're able to spread the ball around a little bit more in the football field. And it makes you have to defend more than just one or two guys, which I would say early in the year, everything was running through Leon. And then obviously knew that self was a talented player that they've counted on in years past against us. Uh, And those were really kind of the two, the two big guys that we had to stop. And obviously the run game with Nico Hamilton. Well, now they've got a a talented receiver um, that they can throw the ball to in space. Uh, They still have got their talented tight end that's obviously played a lot of games for them. They still got their running back and their offensive line and the quarterback's able to distribute the ball. We got to defend the whole field and we got to defend more than one offensive player. Uh, I think he's doing a good job of taking care of the ball. I've seen limited turnovers here in the time I've seen him as a starting quarterback. Anytime you have a quarterback in your program, that's objective A in my opinion is to make sure you take care of the ball and, and not beat yourself and, and trust your defense and trust your special teams and, and sometimes the play's not there and you just got to throw it out of bounds or you got to run out of bounds and, and live to fight another day and I think that's what he does well so far. You uses his legs. You know, he has a lot of the same skill sets athletically as Leon. I think his intent is to throw the ball first before he runs, but there's no doubt he'll use his legs when he has to. And so that's going to pose a challenge. And then obviously look at their defense. And like you said, it's it's relatively the same. Uh, I think they're playing better. You see less plays that maybe somebody might have been misaligned or a little bit of, you know, uncertainty. Uh, you see those guys lining up correctly. You see them running the ball. There's there's games where they've played good defense, a lot like our Westlake defense. And there's t- times where uh, they 
expose some vulnerabilities. And then that's what obviously what we're trying to hang our hat on. And we're going to dig into that vulnerable spot and see if we can't widen that gap for as big as we can. And that vulnerable spot was 250 yards rushing back in September. And of course, there are blips in their radar where you see teams that can rush for over 200 yards. We saw it a couple of weeks ago when they played San Antonio Johnson. We saw it. Dripping Springs had success running the football. Westlake had success running the football. So there, there are moments where you can kind of grasp on and say, okay, where do we match up and where where are those vulnerabilities? Like you mentioned, Coach, and what I think is unique about this game and the fact that, yes, Lake Travis is in fact better because they've played more football. They've gotten stronger as a team. They've gained confidence. They've gained momentum. Sometimes I get to be a fly on the wall in the offensive line meetings when we come in here and, and do our weekly visits, Coach. And one thing that Coach Murdoch said today as I was listening, six yards is championship football. You get six yards on a play, you're playing championship football. What does that mean? You know, I mean, staying ahead of the change, and that's really, the, I think, the name of the game for our offense is keeping the defense on their heels, right? And we get six yards, now the, sec- now the next play is second and four. And from that down distance, we can be very multiple. We can try to spread the ball out and throw the ball if we want to. We can play action. Uh, and if we don't get it and make a big shot down the field, we still got a manageable third down to get. And it keeps the defense on their heels, keeps them guessing. Uh, we stay ahead of it. We can stay aggressive with our play calling. Uh, we start getting into third and longs. I think that kind of plays into their hands as, as you watch and we break down their defense. You can tell they spend a lot of time on third down defense. Uh, they have a big dime package where they're bringing in, taking out defense alignment, bringing in another safety. And uh, they're, they're spreading the field with a bunch of defenders back there and making it hard for windows to throw into and uh, we got to try to avoid that situation and stay ahead of the change where they got to play base defense and they got to keep four linemen in the game. You might see us run a football on third down some. You might see us obviously throw the football on first down some. Uh, We've gone back and self-scouted ourselves and we know exactly what our tendencies are. We're still going to do what we do. Believe me, we're not not changing uh, our process and we're not changing uh, uh, how we attack. We're just going to do it, have a few wrinkles here or there obviously to keep them off guard. You scout yourself. As a final thought, we talk a lot about, in our conversations, about respect, trust, accountability. All of these things matter. But hearing you say we scout ourselves, that brings a new element into this as we wrap up, Coach. How big of an exercise is that? How, you know, you have to create the time to scout yourself. You do, and you also lean back on, you know, previous experiences against these guys. We've played now, obviously, Coach Carter's defensive mind, and that's his defense. And Coach ludicky has been his right-hand man for for probably the same amount of time I've been here with, with at Westlake for the last decade. Those two guys work hand-in-hand. You know, they're on the same page. But we've played that defense now for the last 10 years. Coach Mangino, the offensive coordinator, does an outstanding job. He's been there probably his fourth season there. So we've had some 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 battles with him, obviously. We kind of know the mannerisms of both of those coordinators, just like they know about us. We have to go back as, as, as our own, you know, checks and balances on ourselves to make sure that we go back and step back and take a peek at what we've been doing. What have we been running offensively out of this set? What have we been running defensively out of this set? Because they're doing the same homework we're doing. They're working. They're breaking all of our stuff down. They're putting it on paper. They're seeing what we've run out of these formations. What defenses do we run versus their formations? And they're creating plans, obviously, just like we are. We got to see those ones that are obvious. Hey, this is what we've been doing 85, 90% of the time to this formation. Or this is the play we've been running 89% of the time against them with this defense. And we got to try to break some of that mold, uh, create some confusion by being a little bit off schedule with our what they would perceive as our intent on that play. This is the same thing as staying ahead of the change. Keep them on their heels. Keep them guessing. I never let them settle in and be comfortable uh, to know or anticipate what we're doing and where we're trying to attack them. These two teams know each other better than than anybody else. I think the championship game is going to be won and decided by what happens after that. When you're lined up correctly, when you're one on one, and you, they they know you're one on one, and we know they're one on one. And we throw a ball. We got to make it play as a defensive 
back. We throw the ball. We got to make the play as a receiver in a one-on-one matchup. There might be a guy there to tackle our running back. We got to trust our running backs and be athletes. And running backs make somebody miss and get to the second level. Uh, when we cover a pass and the quarterback scrambles, can we contain him in the pocket? Can we get him to throw a ball away? Can we stay disciplined scramble drill in the back end and make sure we don't give up any free touchdowns? Can our quarterback use his legs to create, extend plays and convert a third down with his feet? Those are the type of things that, that I think are going to be the difference in the game and then obviously turnovers. You know, at any big ball game at any level, uh, it's about who takes care of the football, about who has good field position and puts their offense and defense in good spots, good chances to be successful and to make some punt or for us to go score our kids are ready like i said they know who we are we know who they are they're they're going to come in here and you know have a plan and think they know what uh what we're calling on defense we're calling on offense and and we got to change that up luckily for us we've done that before you know we've done it in the biggest game that we played here at westlake in the state championship game in 2020 so we started that preparation a week before so these are all things that you learn and being a part of a program that obviously is accustomed to practicing five and six extra weeks after everybody else and, and obviously hopefully after this run you know assess the stage for for the next year's team to have the head start as they go into their seasons coach as always thanks for the time and good luck thank you joe you've been listening to the westlake nation podcast stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week the westlake nation podcast is powered by the westlake shaft club and part of the westlake nation media network this is Westlake Nation.